Hey, hey, everyone, this is Dan, the GM, bringing you episode 131 of What the Dice. Now, we are still doing our push for all the ratings we can possibly get over on Spotify. We really want to defeat that algorithm monster, because it is the bane of all small podcasters. But, on top of that, I do want to do a random listener shout out this one goes out to luke the orc over on the twitterverse i super appreciate you following and listening and of course if you want your own random listener shout outs join our discord follow us on twitter follow us on facebook all of those i watch pretty actively other than that don't forget to hit that rating button and without further delay I give you episode 131 of What the Dice. As we walk up the coastline, we can hear the sound of our boots crunching down on the frozen ice. Our eyes look up towards the storyteller's campsite and we see two shining objects standing there. Their armors glint with gold and silver. As we approach, we start to see these two figures are knights from a local kingdom. There seems to be a small conversation between them and the storyteller. The storyteller stands and points his finger at one of them in a rage. The two of them look at each other and walk off. We continue our approach and the storyteller greets us with a smile. Well, well, my friends, uh, do not mind the metal people. They are knights from a kingdom that has been requesting me to come and tell tales to their lord. Well, between you and me, telling stories to nobles is like telling stories to a rock. You waste your words and they learn nothing. But if you tell stories, to those with open ears, something comes of it. Well, me friends, speaking of stories, the Alpha Team, the adventurers, Kalila, Fay, and Defibulus are deep in the Miranda, and they are running little errands for a certain Lucas Green, powering up a generator, dealing with a strange half-man seems as if things are deadly here. Let us return to the story, me friends, and see what else is going on. Sit back, relax, and hear me tell. In the last episode, you guys got deeper into the level that you guys are at running this strange favor for lucas yeah i didn't think he had any more of his little minions down here ah i'm sorry about that that's a that was a psycho he's a 
he's like us, but not. He's not from the Miranda. He's a... He worked for a man that was a, a mobster back, uh, back on land. He came down here with his men and... Well, that's a story for another time. But, uh... That's, a uh, That seals that gateway or that, uh, hallway off pretty tightly. And no water ain't gonna get through that no time soon. Uh... Y'all right? Off, and you are plunged into darkness. We come back with the group in utter darkness, hearing a strange shambling in the world around them. You can hear the sounds of water dripping and the strange ambient hum that you have grown mostly accustomed to, but now that there are no lights, it feels like it is louder. What would you guys like to do? Did someone flip the lights off? Didn't we just fix the power? I thought we did. What's with the shambling noises? Faye, are you shambling? Hey GM, what time is it? You don't know. There hasn't been an announcement. What time was it last time? Uh, you were still in like mid to late afternoon. No, it was afternoon. Like it was eleven or twelve. I thought we were at like five o'clock after we'd finished the uh, generator repair. Oh, cause yeah, that took like four hours. So it's four or five o'clock. You're you're right. I I forgot about that. Okay, so I don't think it took us that long to get through backstage. So. I want to have Kalila see if she can identify the shambling noises. Actually, how many of us have low light vision or dark vision? I do. I do. <laughs> My human butt does not. <laughs> uh, the second thing I was going to do after listening was cast uh, Dancing Lanterns because Kalila knows Faye can't see in, um, in, in low light. It, hang on, hang light. on, I might have a spell. If I've got a spell, don't worry about a, 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 a casting anything. Hang on. Better than you see, all you see is darkness. <laughs> my spell list is way too big. No, I'm confusing my bard spell list. I do not have a spell for this, so um, I'll probably cast light on a dagger. Okay. Okay, well, I'm still using my ear balls and casting dancing lantern anyways. What type of dance is it doing? A jig. So as you cast Dancing Light, what color is this light that you're producing off of this strange lantern? Bluish. As this bluish light dances around and moves slowly and casts these long shadows off of these strange poles that have what were producing light now lay dormant, you start to hear this heavy breathing coming what seems like all around you. And then you hear the hiss as the speaker system kicks in. Nah, nah, nah. I think you are working for Lucas. I know you don't think I can hear you. But, uh, I've always got ears to the ground. 
You see, I was sent here to deal with something, and uh, you, you're becoming a thorn in my side. This voice is harsh and raspy. You hear something that sounds like a cigar burning, and then there's a long exhale. Now, I know you're trying to help them down there, but you see, this station, it belongs to me. And, uh, you outsiders, you ain't welcome. So, uh, have a little fun, my friend. Bone powder. The PA clicks off, and you hear something lurch around in the darkness. And as the dancing light casts down a hallway, you say a set of red flaming eyes peering up at you. And it is an infected, except he's wearing what looks like chunks of metal that have been adhered in some way to his flesh. You see these different injectors that are stabbed into him that the depressors are up and you can see the glint of the 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 fluid the dancing light and I'm gonna need a roll for initiative 26 24 I have a 19 well, you guys are lucky. The Bone Shambler, or so he is known, is slow. He is going last. Okay. Top of round, Kalila. And now that you get a clear look at it, you also see the reason he is called Bone Powder. His skin is white. Delilah, it would kind of remind you as if you oversalted a fish. Dried out. Yeah. First and foremost, I'm going to cra- cast crast. Cast Gravbone. All right. And I'm actually going to end up pulling out one of the arrows that she has yet to use. It was one of the newer ones that she bought from Mexi's shop during her I need to buy everything spur. And it is the Norb's Boulder arrow. And I'm gonna take a fire out with this guy. What does this do? So on, it does only 1d4 plus one, so it's minimal damage, but, well, we grab boats, 1d6. But on hit, if it strikes the target, it knocks them prone. On critical hit, the, spon- the arrow spontaneously turns into a small boulder and crushes the target for 3d4 crushing damage. Okay. And he is, you said that was 140 feet from us? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, for once we're not in short range. Hold on, I actually have to figure out what I, what my, my plus is. <laughs> does a 26 hit. It does. Nice. So then he will take a 1d6 worth of damage plus one, and I rolled a whopping one, so he takes two damage from my arrow. Oh, no, wait, I get to add my dex to that. So nine, seven, two, two plus seven, nine. 
nine damage from my arrow, but he is knocked prone. Okay. I need a perception check. From everyone or just her? Just her. 25. Kalila with a 25, you get that cat-like smirk as this guy hits the ground with a thud. And then you hear the sounds of bones dislocating as he is now arched his back up and is walking on his hands and feet upside down and backwards in a creep oh upside down and backwards yeah Kalila's ears are just gonna go flat back as she goes that's not normal <laughs> um fair question when is anything we fight normal anymore okay that's one's pretty creepy that is pretty disturbing yes this is disturbing even for what you guys have told me about. Yeah, no, this is worse than the curse swamp. I don't like this. As it slowly turns to face you guys, you hear the <laughs> As its eyes start to go wild and you start to see fire and electricity sparking through it. As you hear a you hear a, a hiss sound like one of those injectors going off. No, I don't like this at all. Before we jump off of Kalila's round, I still have Hugin and Mugen. Yep. And Mugen is going to take a small movement and fire his missiles. Does a 22 hit? It does. Oh, I'm surprised. Okay. Let me roll my, I believe it's a D4 to determine how many missiles. Two missiles hit. Okay. The first missile does eight. The second missile does four. And, and can we possibly somewhat see down that other hallway? Or could uh, Hugin sense if there's anything coming down that hallway that is to our north, or I mean, southwest? Uh, nothing is coming that way. I will give you that as a freebie because he has tremor sense. Yes, for the, the tremor sense. Well, as a defensive, Hugin's going to... How long do you, would you rule that it would take him to make a large web across there to prevent anybody coming through? Uh, if you want to give me a perception check, I can tell you what you see over there. 14. Just next to where he's standing, there's a large panel, and it says emergency access door. Right now, the lever is set to open. Looks like it could be pulled down. It would seal off that hallway. We might want that hallway though. It, well, you can, this is a switch you can toggle. It's not just off. It's right now it's open. You can toggle it to open or closed. He'll close it. A large metal grate slams down and locks and you hear. I'm sorry, patron. This access is currently closed for maintenance. That makes it the Fibulus's turn. All right, I have a plan. And it's a good one. The Fibulus is going to take out a, an interesting little box and unleash the box of insulting imps on the bone salt guy. be fun. I don't remember this item. It's in the uh, miscellaneous tab. 
It is a pet. It, it, the curious box contains some very foul-mouthed, insulting, insult-hurling imps. The little bastards are fluent in just about any language and know how to insult in just the right way to get under your skin. Damn imps. Uh, they, the box opens and releases four imps that will insult and taunt the an enemy within range. The imps have 25 hit points, 18 armor class, no damage. Damage resists three, and the effect is similar to mockery. All right, so you're releasing some imps. Hey, look, it's a diversion. Pretty much, yes. Because that thing, in theory, should attack it, not us. It's a psychic attack. Cool. And does, like, releasing a pet count as a full action? Quick move. It would be your attack okay. action. I was just curious. It'd be, you would have your five-foot step is the only thing you'd be able to do. It would be a full round, especially for it not being your turtles, because this sounds like you have to uncage them, because they are not robots. They are True. living. I am going to go. I have five, I can move back one square, then technically, right? Yeah. Then. Bay. Your turn. I cannot get over that far. You can technically take a sprint action, and it would take up your whole move, but it would use a... You could go double your, re- your Which movement. Which is 30 feet around, so she could still only get half. So that's 60. But you might be able to throw something that far. I can get halfway towards him. And that would be your whole movement. Yeah, the armor would let me get another 60 feet towards him, but not behind him. Lure him in. Wait for us to get him into here, because it's a bottleneck, and then you can get behind him. Yeah. Um, Just wait your turn. Stay out of sight. This is a good time to use some buff spells. I'm going to cast Stunning Barrier. What does that do? Stunning Barrier. Uh, you are closely surrounded by a barely visible magical shield. This field provides a plus one deflection bonus to AC and a plus one resistance bonus on saves. Any creature that strikes you with a melee attack is stunned for one round, will negates. Once the field has stunned an opponent, this spell is discharged. Oh, nice. Okay, so I'm going to go with Stunning Barrier and I'm probably going to move over here towards the corner. All right. Did you want to take cover and roll hide? There. Okay. Uh, yes, I am now sneaky so that I, when he gets through the hallway and into the area, I'll be able to backstab him. Whatever passes for a backstab for this particular weirdness. <laughs> All right. Makes it my round. All of you see his hands start to turn blue as the ground beneath him starts to freeze. And he charges Mugen and slams into him. I'm gonna roll my hit. Black put my rat buddy there. He's playing defense. Does a 34 hit. Oh yeah. Max damage. So that is 15 points of damage. Mm-hmm. So you guys basically see this thing freeze the ground and almost start to skate, sprint across this thin layer of ice as he slams into Mugen, sending sparks from his own body out. 
like electrical sparks? Yes, like electrical sparks. So he's ice and electrically enchanted right now. And fire. Okay, it's all of them. And now that you can see a good clear look at him, his eyes are milky white, uh, like he is blind. You see the fire lightning are actually coming out from like the sides of his eyes. His skin is just dry and white, like a dried out salted fish. His fingers are elongated and claw-like. And he is still bent over backwards and upside down, still giving this. Kalila is still very uncomfortable with this thing and is having like curse swamp flashbacks. I'm gonna have to teach these imps some better uh, insults here. Well, they only travel 60, so they're not, they weren't close enough to do anything. Still, gonna have to teach them better insults. Top of round, Kalila. I am actually going to attempt to use a new feat that I picked up called Rapid Shot. Oh, God. <laughs> do it. You are shooting into melee range. Do you have oh, that? Oh, yeah, I have point blank. And I also have, yes, I, I have that. So I don't suffer that penalty. I've had that for a while. Listen, I'm just trying to give myself some advantage here. I know, I know. So I normally get to attack twice. This thing says I get to also take one additional fire, so I get to fire three times. Um, on all of my attack rolls, I suffer a minus two penalty when using rapid shot. But I believe it allows me to fire at least three times. I'm gonna double check it really quick. Hey, wait a minute, do I have rapid shot? You might. Guess what, I do have rapid shot. Yeah, use it. But I am not going to be using the boulder thing because that did not work. I'm going to switch out my arrows. It worked. It just didn't work like you planned it to work. Agreed. Agreed. I'm using my gator teeth. Oh, wait. No. I'm going to use my explosive arrows on this guy. Kalila is very unnerved by him. Why are you laughing? Nothing. I don't like you laughing. That's fine. Now, do I roll just once or do I roll all three times for this? For rapid fire? Yeah, for rapid fire. Yeah, because each shot uh, gets a negative, so it would be you'd roll, negative, roll, negative, roll, negative. Now, remember, your explosive arrows have splash damage as well. Meaning, technically, you could rupture and damage the hull. The... I was talking about from Yugen. Yeah, oh, I was you. thinking for Mugen. All right, fine. Gator teeth, you talk me out of it. Well, no, what I'm saying is if you're going to do that, have Mugen move first. Because you have Mugen and Hugen all going on your round. It doesn't mean you can't mix up who goes first in that round. Strategically moving Mugen, Mugen first. Reflex check on him. Because he's moving out of... Mm-hmm. Which I actually have a feat. Hold on. Escape route. You have trained to watch your allies' backs, covering them as they make a tactical withdraw. An ally who also has this feat provokes no attack of opportunity for moving through squares adjacent to you or within your space. 
so I can strategically tell Mugen to back up and not provoke an attack of opportunity. All right, so go for it. This is a lot of mathing, hold on. First one's a 33 is the first one. It. 22 for second one. It. 29 for the last one. And that is a hit as well. Your explosive arrow should do a lot more than... I switched it out to the gators. Oh, I thought you were doing the explosive. No, you brought up a good point about the splash damage, and I said, fine, you talked me out of it, and I switched back to the gator teeth, which are normally a 2d8 per arrow plus 3 damage, but since I have grab bow, it makes them a 2d10 plus 3. 15 for the first one. Okay. 29 for the second one. Mm -hmm. 26 for the last one. All right, you did some decent damage. This thing looks hurt. Like I said, Kalila is not very comfortable with this thing. That makes it um, Hugin's turn. I'm sorry, Hugin's turn. Yeah, Hugin's not going to get close to this thing, but he will see if he can get a tangling attack on him. Pin him to the ground. Okay. This is a 17 hit. Right on the money. Ooh, okay. Well, he is entangled in some spider web. Okay. And if I remember right, Mugen can't fire this round because he fired last round. Correct. Okay. Any other movements? No, I like my range. Okay. Defibulous. Give me a perception check. It would be a nat 20. Which that was my attack roll. As you watch this thing stand there and start to move around, you start to see where its back is arched. You see a bunch of those little cylinders going down its spine. Based on what you know of basic anatomy, it looks like there's just about enough that there is a injector on each spinal uh, spinal oh, joint. Forever. Vertebrae. That's the word I'm looking for. And you also notice that some are injecting and some are uh, withdrawing, almost as if it is like an engine. You also get a good look at Mora of it. You see where Kalila's arrows have stabbed in, and you see this multicolored blood just pouring out of it. And it is still chittering away madly as its tongue is hanging out and it's just clicking its teeth and it's just snarling. I'd like to do an engineer knowledge check to see if it's running kind of like an engine, what would be the best way to screw it up, screw up that engine? Okay, give me a knowledge engineering. Profession. That's usually the question. Yeah, that's usually the question you give me is right after I say knowledge engineering. You're like, profession or something else? Uh, 32. Uh, it's not really moving like an engine, but it's giving you that indication of whatever it's doing is it's actually pumping and in, uh, withdrawing the serums at a strange rate as if it is running it like an engine but it doesn't the the 
the pattern isn't right. So like in an engine, it would be uh, like one and three are up and two is down. This is just more random and sporadic. Okay. Alrighty. How far is ugly from me? <laughs> ugly. I mean, uh, is Bone Salt is that his name? Bone Powder. Bone Salt, Bone Powder, Frosted Flake, I don't care. Um, you also have, uh, you can also do some Vicious Mockery or whatever for the, uh, your strange things. Uh, it actually does have a psychic damage, which is 1d4 psychic damage. Is that just like an automatic thing these guys are going to do then, or? If they are casting Mockery, that is what mock or that's what Vicious Mockery does. Okay, I, they should be doing that. Yeah. Uh, so what we will do for the wisdom saving throw, it'll be based off of uh, your level plus 10. So 22. Okay, give me a sec. 31. He passes. Okay. Um, that's fine. I'm going to have Defibulous use rapid fire, and I'm going to shoot at those serum bits. Uh, all right, so it is a called shot, so it will increase difficulty. I will do the math on my end. Yeah, I'll just do the rapid shot. I'm going to save that for, for a moment with a different attack. Okay. All right, so the first roll is a 34. All right, that's a hit. Second is a 36. Hit. Last one is a nat 20. All right, hit with extra damage. Hit with gusto. Fibulous is channeling Kalilah's just absolute despising of this creature. <laughs> yeah, Chef, this is not Flavortown over here. Do not like! I've only done one attack. You, He might be friendly. He might just want to give you a hug. You know, personal bubble. 113 points of damage to his, uh, his back bits. Explodey vials. So, uh... Describe your kill shot. Oh, um, Defibulous thing, how much this thing is unnerving Kalilah gets a very ang angry look across his face and just takes aim and unloads everything he has into the creature's backstabby bits. The injectors. Those words, yes. And it slumps down, unmoving. A twitch here or there, but now... Bleeding out, its blood multicolored and slowly pouring down a nearby drain. Defibulous will shoot it once in the face. Kalila <laughs> was just about to ask, can you shoot it again? Because the last one got up. <laughs> double tap. Please double tap that. <laughs> and Kalila's also going to shoot one good arrow into it just to make sure it's dead. Yeah, we're, we're double tapping that thing. We don't trust it. The last one got up. Kill it with fire. Face sets it on fire with spark. <laughs> As Defibulous puts a bullet in its head and Kalila puts a arrow, I'm assuming heart? Yeah, chest, torso, sure, somewhere in there. And as Faye casts spark, Defibulous you start to hear a very familiar sound. 
a sound that any person that has ever dealt with TNT would recognize. The sound of a fuse igniting. Defibrious will just yell at them to run. Run away from it very, very fast. Run! Now! Cat sprint. As the fuse sparks to life, you start to hear over the intercom that hissy static, and then you hear... Uh, that ain't nice. Taking out my my friendly little uh, bone buddy. Now, I left him with a little surprise. You know, the kingpin always said, ensure to hedge your bet. I don't think you'll be getting through this pathway anytime soon. As there's a massive explosion and the sidewall that it is near rips open and the room or the uh, hallway starts to flood with icy water. If there's another toggle switch for a closure door near where I or Mr. Skellingsworth is standing. There is not. Damn. Okay, so we're booking it. As the room starts to quickly fill with water, you hear the static cut out and you hear Lucas. I heard there was an explosion. Uh, I'm assuming our friendly neighborhood upper leveler has uh, sent down one of his little minions. Where you guys at? Theater. A couple minutes pass by and you hear the sounds of metal grinding as two heavy doors slam down from above. And you can see the water continue to fill up inside. You are only about eh, calf deep in water that is icy cold. And then you start to hear pump systems kick in as Lucas comes back on. Yeah, I didn't think he had any more of his little minions down here. Ah, I'm sorry about that. That's a... That was a psycho. He's a... He's like us, but not. He's not from the Miranda. He's a... He worked for a man that was a, a mobster back uh, back on land. He came down here with his men and... Well, that's store phone that time. But, uh, that's, uh, that seals that gateway or that uh, hallway off pretty tightly. And no water ain't gonna get through that no time soon. Uh, y'all right? Uh, we bit cold. I, I can take care of that, but, um... A little startled. It would have been nice to know something like that existed, or that there was somebody who was working against you. Well, he, he kind of flooded the third floor. Like, there's no way up or down from the third floor. He has damaged multiple doors, and we didn't think he had any access down here. But, uh, apparently he has either found a way to make his little minions breathe the water, or he's found himself another route down. Now, all the subs out here ain't got no... All the subs, they be gone. They... When they evacuated, they took it with them. So, those that are down here... What's a sub? It... it it's a sub. Uh, submarine? Nope. Big metal tube with windows that have a prop that make you go around underwater? Uh... Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm starting to think y'all ain't from around here. I'm certain you're not from around here. No, I'm... I'm from the Golden City. Yeah, everyone keeps saying we're from that and we're not. Hey, GM, can I, I make a, uh, a roll? Yeah, go for it. Knowledge Planes. Okay. Dirty 20. You think about the different planes that you have studied, and there's no mention of any golden city. Uh, there's like the golden kingdom or things of that nature, but the golden kingdom was more of a a fool's kind of like the, the story of El Dorado for us. And it has been, it was mostly thought that it would be like down in the rat folk areas. But no, there's there's nothing in the your knowledge planes that would indicate a golden city. I, if I remember correctly from my reading my notes, Defibulous had been making mention that because he had asked them, you know, what was the last big event that occurred when you guys were running the show, and they're like, oh, the Mer- the Godsfell had it just, just launched. Had its yeah, had its first flight. And we know that that's twenty three hundred yeah. years in the past, so. Mm-hmm. Already on the, the the path of going, something with time is weird here. It's not that you're from around here; it's that you're not from around when. Now, I think this is a conversation for us to have in person. Uh, I ain't got much liquor left, but I will uh I will go pull out the good stuff. I have a feeling this is gonna be a conversation on which we are going to be needing many lubrications of the strongest variety. Well, how are we even supposed to get to you? Our passage is, our path is blocked. Unless we go through that door. It looked like your little spider friend had sealed off the secondary entrance. That'll lead you in there. That's what you closed was the, uh, the cleaning crews would sometimes use that to clean those areas up. Is that going to be flooded or are you taking care of that? Nah, that ain't flooded. Uh, looks like your little friend there only damaged an inside wall. Uh, that flooding will probably get fixed up by either one of the scouts or one of them uh, biggins. What do they call them biggins? Eh, it don't matter. But uh, yeah, no. The, the little spider buddy or anyone can flip that switch and that'll open up those gates over there and you can pass on through. It's, uh, it's getting late. There should be some uh, areas where you can sleep. I will... Uh, Tap in some codes and open up one of the hidden areas so that you can lock yourself in and be nice and cozy. Uh, if you see one with a pneumatic tube, uh, let me know and uh, I'll try to send you some some soy bars or something, some some protein bars. Alright, we ain't got fresh food no more. That ran out a year or two ago. Not like we really use it anymore. That's okay, I can purify even rotten food right now. Oh, well, then, uh, I, I can send you what I got. Uh, we ain't needing it. So, uh, you gonna have Mugen or Hugen flip that switch again? Yep. As you flip those switches, those metal grates open up, and you hear a automated voice chime in. Thank you for your patience. This hallway has now been accessed, is now accessible. Please enjoy your day. How polite the systems are here. Proceeding cautiously. As you proceed into this next area, it is a massive 
you want to call it a park, but it's not. It's you see remnants of trees that have long died out, and their um, trunks lay down or are still standing tall. And you see bushes and things like that just laying there. And you see more of the the family. They are dressed in these strange suits that are tore up and jagged. And they are digging through other bodies, tr- pulling out empty vials, shaking them, sniffing them, tossing them off to the side. Some of them look like they're trying to rip open something that looks like a dispensary. And the lights are still off. There's emergency lights that have kicked in, so everything is, besides your lantern, everything is bathed in this green light. And you hear the sounds of a... A statue off to the east opens up, and you can see a room. And you can see, from this distance, you see, like buckets and brooms and mops that are uh, locked up and the room is fairly large. It looks like multiple orcs could sit in there comfortably. And you see a small security camera power on and start to move Looks slowly. Like the scientists are watching us again. Mm, I wish the scientists would have told us, you know, weird twisty bone guy, explodey bone guy too. Jeez. Yeah, they like to withhold information. This I kind of feel like we're being played by everyone at this point. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I almost trust Lucas more than I trust anybody else. I trust you guys. Does that count? Yes, we trust you two to fabulous. Oh, that's good because I held—I have the C four. <laughs> From behind, you hear the sounds of heavy footsteps. Are you going to look back? Yes. Yes. As you look back, you see one of those massive hulking creatures walking up to the panel you were just at, and it pushes a few buttons, and you see a door slowly closed. And then you see him step out. You can hear what sounds like rushing water as... And then you start to hear the sounds of welding. Can I have one of those? You want one of everything. Is that a bad thing? I don't think you would fit in that thing. Well, I'm just saying take one home and let him work around our place. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. I mean, I didn't get my clockwork guy from the Murdoch. I tried to give you the rat. She points to Mugen. As you get closer, you hear the chime. The time is 6 p.m. The dinner buffet is now open. As you look, you notice that the, the family seem to be a little bit more witchy as it is getting closer to what they would view as their active time. Right now they are more of a a slow shumble but now they're starting to get that like classic horror movie twitch to their body as the the night cycle is starting to get ever closer. As you get in you see that the panel to close the door is accessible from your side and you notice that there's a strange little what would remind Kalila as a handheld spider, something what Hugin used to be long, long ago when you first met him. And it is standing on a button. 
as you enter, he steps off the button and the doors shut and you hear a click as they lock. The spider tilts its head to the right, to the left, and then slowly makes its way up towards one of the vents and disappears into the venting system. Is that mechanical or biological? Mechanical. Faye is slightly enchanted. Spiders are one of her deity's favorite creatures. As you get comfortable for the night, the room is lit up in a dull blue. There is already a few cots that are kind of like pinned up against the bed that you are able to lay out. And you see another one of those monitors that you can watch what's going on outside. Is this something you guys want to do? Yes. Yes. As you turn it in and turn it on and everything boots up, you can see the camera is slowly panning right to left. As it gets, the hours slowly pass and it starts to crawl into what is now, you guys know as the night cycle, you start to notice that the, the family become faster moving. Where they were at barely a shumble before, they are now moving with great speed and they are able to pull off panels and pull out the injectors that are found. They are able to sniff the air and you can find them lifting up these pots and sniffing around and setting pots down. They seem to stay away from the statue. They give you a, a good large 20-foot breath around the front of it kind of giving you the indication of they know you're there and they know not to mess with you. As you watch, a small little black bar appears at the bottom of the screen and a little dashing white line appears. You see the words, are you okay? Question mark. And a small, what we would know as a keyboard appears. Uh... Ooh. Defibulous? It kind of looks like one of those things that they had. Hold on, I think the I. The snakes, the snakes, the the thing with the the letters. Yeah, I think I know how to do this. He will attempt to say, "Yeah, a little soaked." Dot dot dot. Would have been nice to know. People had exploding monsters down here. There's a a long pause before it starts to type out. He shouldn't be able to get down there. He flooded the third floor. He is below us, and we have been trying to keep him busy. Kalila in the background, as she's reading over this of he, this, and he shouldn't have been able. It would have been nice to know he. What is, why can't you? She's just rambling in the background, yelling about how they're not telling her things. And Defibulous will kind of chuckle at the rant behind him. He's like, so, is there any um, other people around here that don't want us doing X, Y, or Z because conflicts with what they're doing which, which is against what we're doing so we don't get blown up and flooded with water like that guy just did over there sure would be nice to know there's more people there's a a couple pauses and then there's the the only two surviving intelligent and addicted is emma stone and lucas green we want to consider them friendlies but it's hard to say how long they will stay friendlies because they haven't gone feral. The guy infected, monster, whatever you want to call 
the other guy. He is known as Psycho. He is some mobster from the, the dock line that was sent here to steal information, to to poison something. We, we don't know what his, his job was. All we know is he is... He has found a way to be controlling but not he is trying to wipe out all the other intelligent infected so he can run the show and we've been keeping him busy with turrets and for the most part he keeps to himself on floor two we know that he flooded floor three he set off a bunch of explosions and filled the place with water buff before the evacuation, hundreds of innocents died before our security force could seal it up. Uh, type. By the way, this is his station, according to him. Kalila's still screaming in the background about would have been nice to know. There's a uh, the white line flashes a couple more minutes, a couple more times, and then it's the look. I knew Lucas before before the evacuation. He's a nice guy. He just is going to look out for him and his his people. And I can't blame him for that. Emma Emma's different. Emma she was part of the Golden City's armed forces that they sent down here. They the Golden City Guards or what they were called. She she's called an enforcer. She was the ones that used to deal with the go-gangers and dealt with runners who stepped out of line or caused too much problems. I don't know what she's like now. I haven't had contact with her since the evacuation. I can tell you that I know what they are addicted to. Lucas is only takes dancer and company man. And Emma takes Strongman and Stoneman. I think that's why they are they're sane. I think those chemicals complement each other just enough to where it lets it lets your your humanity. I, I don't know how to explain it. The line stops for typing for a moment. Then it's the look. I'm not the scientist you were talking to. I can't get access to the comms. I am just a low-level scientist. I, I'm trying to help where I can. When you get up here, we have a problem. There is something wrong with our main computer. None of us can get down there. We don't have the combat skills. I think if we can reset the motherboard, we can get this all fixed. We can get you out and we can, we can work with the infected and we think we might have a way to fix things but the systems keeps rebooting and we keep losing information just please don't hurt Lucas or Emma just work with them if it was kind of chirps in with it well can you tell them not to hurt us because you know it seems like everyone wants to hurt us down here and uh, we're not liking it I don't have a way to communicate with them. I only have access to a couple of the chat programs that are inside the, the maintenance rooms. I will 
access them if I see you get inside one. So, what happened to the person we were talking with earlier? She is still... She is one of the, the higher-ups. She's... She is... I think she is asset protection. She works for Lotus Core in the asset protection. She's an asset protection scientist. I, I don't know. Based on what I have seen, I you guys aren't from now. Finally, someone who agrees with us. And isn't calling us insane for saying it. There's a, a long pause and then a small image appears on the bottom right-hand screen, and I need an intelligence check from everyone. Just straight in? Yep. 19. 30, 20. 18. All of you recognize it. It's the symbol, well, a modified symbol of the Institute of Extraplanar Studies. Um, do you know the Rat Scholar? Because, um, I could have swore I've seen that symbol before. Yeah, that looks like Nicodemus' symbol. No, Kalila's saying things, so. I don't know, I don't know what a rat scholar is, but look, there's, I, I don't know how to explain it. There's a lot of weird stuff going on. I worked for this company. They they are not really a company. They are a, they are a institute. They, they study strange dreck. And I was sent here to find out what was going on. The runners that got me down here had to book it during the evacuation and I chose to stay. I know this sounds weird, but I don't think, I think you are in the past and we are not from your timeline. Wouldn't we be from your future considering you guys had the Godspell launched just a couple months ago and for us the gods fell crashed 2300 years or so ago there's a, a long pause I guess that makes sense but can you explain why you are the way you are well I was born this way sorry we're just born in the world that we know there's the period 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 I gotta go and then there's a sign-off, and then you see a message pop up, and it says, clearing history. History cleared. And it goes right back to just the camera movement. Sounds like there's even a divided faction amongst the scientists. Yeah, it kind of sounds like no one seems to trust anyone around here more than they can throw them. How much they're injecting themselves with things. Yeah, and which makes me ask the question. Um... How much injecting stuff is bad for us? Yeah, considering we've all injected something in us. Well, we were told to use it in moderation. These guys, these guys out here have been injecting anything they can get their hands on for decades now. Oh, but what's moderation for them? Does that mean moderate? Moderate? Does that mean it works for us in their mouth? Say moderation. Do any of you guys have any of those injectables left? We should, yes. In the bag of holding. Would anyone want to study it further during this long rest? Yes. Sure, why not? Yeah, I've actually got a couple of detection spells um, that might be useful, but 
You've already tried detect poison on it and didn't do anything. Yeah, just detect poison, though. I'll detect magic on it. It looks like there are little magic bubbles swirling through a void of magic. Okay, well, it doesn't glow like if something was magical, but there's some kind of magical bubbles in it? I don't know how better to explain that. Hang on, I actually have detect magic greater. Go ahead. What does that do? It says, as it detect magic, but learn more information. Which injectables do you guys have or that you are looking at? We have health tech, water ice, bartender helper, jump start, laser torch. Those three. Laser torch is an item. Okay, yeah, sorry. I was right there. So jump start, bartender helper, and health tech. I thought we had a sparker left. I did not write it down in the group loot. I thought we used it for the uh, engine starting we did. stuff. I thought that was jump start. That's jump start. Sparker is the fire one. You guys use that to melt something. No, nope. You do have a spare one. You had one more. We do? Okay, I'll write it down. So as Faye, you look at this, you see the same thing that Kalila was explaining, except the the darkness that you see is almost like a a void of magic as if there once was magic but it was all sucked out and you see these little bubbles that are uh if you're looking at the spark or they're glowing red and there's that indication of fire magic in it and then if everyone's looking at this i need a straight basically a luck roll, just a d20. 13. 18. 17. Defibulous. As you're watching Faye look at this cylinder, you notice that the label has a little little black tab on it, like you could pull it. And like there's more information on it. Hey, Faye, can I see that real quick? Offering the vial? Defibulous will very carefully grab the corner and peel it back. As you peel it back, you see the list of ingredients uh, certified, checked by the health and or- health and research development team, all product owned by Lotus Core, a bunch of legal jargon, and then you see recommended usage. Do not use more than two times within a eight-hour period. If used more, side effects include grumpiness, itchy skin, tiredness, weakness, slow movements, uh, constant use will lead to addiction and would, you will require t- uh, medical attention to clear your systems. Defibulous will relay this to everyone. So it looks like, based on what you've read, you can use safely one to two shots within a eight to ten hour period. So once to twice a day and no more. Well, that's kind of good to know. So it sounds like everyone here really needs to take a trip down to Healer and get detoxified. Hey. GM call. Will uh, restoration lesser clear addiction? In theory, but you don't know because this doesn't have, this isn't pure magic. This looks like it is a magic within a void of magic. A derivative. Ah, artificial magic. Kind of like an artificial sweetener. Gross. Yeah. The Splenda of the magic world. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Using that's gonna give me hives. Okay, um. Well, one of the side effects is itchy skin. 
my god. Okay, I'm gonna work on that theory that it might at least help any uh, addictive sensations. You can always try it out on somebody. I don't want to forcibly get anybody addicted, that's just kind of cruel, but should the worst happen, I think it's something that I could try to help mitigate anything, you know? No, I'm not some of the guinea pigs out there. Oh, I was gonna say that, like that, you know, maybe we find an injured one and we try it on them while we're healing them and cure them. And then they can be, I don't know if anyone here was normal to begin with, because I mean, you're living under tons of water that crush you like, anyway, anyway, what? Well, as you guys are arguing and planning and figuring out what you can do, the night slowly progresses on as you guys are lulled to sleep by the sounds of zombie-like moaning and groaning and the sounds of what can only be understood as is just strangeness behind this sealed door. And that is where we will leave this week's episode. The storyteller looks at us and gives us a slow nod as he slowly closes the book. Well, well, you friends, it seems as if there's another party in play, giving a little bit of information and claiming to know the Institute, but not Nicodemus. It seems as if time plays a little differently here, where the team believes this is their past. They believe they are the future. It's hard to say who's right and who's wrong. But it is for sure that whoever this man named Psycho is, he will go at any means to win and play the Miranda for himself. Well, that is all the time we have for this eve. For the moon is high, and it is time to say farewell. As always, me friends, May the dice gods bless your every roll. We here at What the Dice would like to thank Paizo for creating Pathfinder, Epidemic Sound for our music, as well as Sirenscape for our sound effects. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so on Facebook at What the Dice Pod, Twitter at What the Dice Pod. And of course, email whatthedicepod at gmail.com. And if you liked our little adventure, please share us with your friends and rate and review us.